the numbers are going to go way up again. They're going to keep skyrocketing. We don't have enough vaccines. We don't have enough access to them. And uh, I'm wondering if, I hope that in Biden's first days, he figures out a way. They said 20 million vaccines and there's been like 2 million. I mean, you know, we you need know to what move. I want him to do? I want him in the, fir- I want, uh, in the first 20 days, I want him to uh, give us that 2G and file charges on this motherfucker. Yeah. I want the Democratic Party. It's it. I swear to God that you Democrats, this is the time now for accountability. If you don't show these people accountability, they'll do it again. Absolutely. And there are a lot more smarter people who will be running in 2024 who are part of this broken Republican Party that are Ted Cruz wants to run, Marco Rubio wants to run, fucking Uncle Tom Cotton wants to run. These people are a little bit more intelligent in contrast to Trump. Right. They will pull this shit off again if the Democrats do not come through and hold these people accountable. Well, and I I said this weeks and weeks and weeks ago that Trump, that how many, what's going to happen in the interim between the inauguration and Biden in those 72 days, how many people are going to die and will we be able to try Trump for crimes against humanity. I mean, if if truly, and he tried to claim this as a war, and he said, we're at war right now with this virus, we're having a war on the virus, and he let all these people perish because he was not putting down, he's not putting out more vaccine, he's not wearing a mask, he's not telling his people. Everything that's happening right now, he should be standing in a microphone and not saying, hey, this is okay. He should be saying, put on a mask. Put on a mask. This is real. And how many people are going to die in those 72 days between inauguration, uh, between um, election and inauguration? And can we in the future try him for crimes against humanity? I said it before. Well, it trickles down. He's the one who's not standing up and saying, we have a huge problem. With just the disease, just with the coronavirus, not just with the white supremacy and saying, like, eh, I should still be in charge. And But all that well, aside. What see, but what you see going on right now, this buildup of all, this is this is not even a riot. This is a coup. This is a attempted coup. It's a coup, Both yeah. In certain countries, this, like, what's going on right now? Trump incited them. He says we'll what never concede. Is illegal. Yeah. But if someone's in critical condition, they're, when you, like, these are federal crimes. Yeah. And my, my point is, of course, they would never get him on corona. Hell, we can even get Bush on the war crimes. Worse. <laughs> well, no, actually, both are. But this right here, this that we're seeing, him inciting this. Him, um, actually, with that tape that came out, him, you know, because he was, uh, he was tampering with an election. Yeah. This is treason, by the way. Absolutely. And in the Constitution, it still says treason, treason you can, you can be punished by death. It still says that in the Constitution. Wow. wow. And this is him staging a coup. This is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that if the Democrats do not hold these people accountable, and Ted Cruz, who was out there too, 
Well, they have to. He lost. We're in a lot more, he lost both. We're the, in a lot more trouble. The both the popular and the electoral college vote. He lost both, and he continues to dispute the results. He has no evidence. He's just standing up in front of people and encouraging his supporters to attend rallies. They're not wearing masks. And he's still claiming that he won the election. Why Why does he get to lie? Why does he just get to p- put out false things all the time and everybody's okay with this? He is lying. We know he's lying. Oh, he won. He lost I'm the popular and the electoral vote. I know that when he plays golf, he cheats. And he tells people, hey, I did this. He's lying all the time. You don't just, yes, we do get to create our own realities, but not when you're in charge of everybody. That's when we put people into places and say, hey, you get to create your own reality in this little padded room, buddy. But he gets to make up, (laughs) he gets to make up all of these. He stood in front of people this morning and said he won. He lost. He lost. Go away. You lost. You're fired. We fired you, the American people. And you can't say you won. And you can't say who was tampering with. He was tampering with elections. But he's, it's well, like, I yeah. can't. But that's the thing is, how, how is it? Is it that because everything's scripted in our lives and reality TV isn't real and we watch TV and we watch Netflix and all this stuff and he just stands up there and says, I won. And people go, sure, we believe that. That's what we want to believe. He won. It's he, the numbers. He lost. I don't understand how we can even, this can even be happening right now. How can this even be happening when I can I can also answer that question too because he had a little help. There's someone else that needs to be taken accountable. Facebook. Oh, you you, Facebook and Twitter. Twitter finally put try to do something about it recently. So I won't harp on Twitter that much, but mostly Facebook, and and you have other sites like Parler. Uh, which is like the the Nazi propaganda, all this propaganda that that these websites let them have, and 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 people start to believe these QAnon, which is now banned on Twitter as for a couple months ago, but all the propaganda and these pro-Trumpers, these have got people programmed into this cult, and Facebook, you have, you need to be taken accountable as well. I, I, don't, I don't mean just some fucking fine. I mean, if Facebook has to go, it has to go because they're part of this too. I, I 100% believe in that. Well, but what Facebook does is it feeds you what you want to see. It's kind of like Instagram when you you choose your own thing. So it's like Re- but Republicans are speaking to Republicans and Democrats are speaking to Democrats. I've pretty much gotten rid of all of the people that were on my Facebook that were doing anything pro-Trump or pro Republican because yeah, I just I can't do, even I look at it. Yeah. But all of those people, it's like a mirror. Facebook is like a mirror, right? And you hold it up to yourself and you go, look how pretty I am. And you show the world like this is my idealized version of myself and the world that I want to create around me. And, but we, we, we just but keep feeding ourselves and the people around us the same stuff, which is why in San Francisco, I'm like, oh, I live in this bubble because I don't see all of that other weird bullshit that's out there. But other but, it but what I mean is, too, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, oh, what I, but what I mean is, like, just like how Twitter was able to stop propaganda and stuff about how COVID was a hoax, and I believe uh, Facebook finally penalized 
people that would be posting up uh, uh, misinformation about COVID. Yeah, fake news. You know, so what I'm saying is these things can be screened. Actually, what gets taken down mostly on Facebook is left-wing stuff. So there's already an imbalance there. But you know what? I don't care about that. You know what? I don't care because there's other platforms that are, you know what? I can read. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't need that's another thing. So, you know, I could I don't care as much. I care but I care about more about the stuff that is programming people these lies. Right. And that this is why the crazies have come home to roost because they these Trump propagandists did all this stuff. They, I mean the what was it, the the four or five years ago with Hillary and the um Pizza Pizza gate, gate. yeah, 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 and that was all over Facebook. And look what happened someone actually got hurt and shot, right? This is part of that, it's inciting violence. You still have people, yeah, you still have people, you have signs of these people right now in the Capitol that say Hillary sucks. I'm like, wait a minute, what decade a year are we in? (laughs) Uh, we, we got she lost, dude, just like we had to take the L. It hurt. It right. hurt a lot. I mean, I cried. Yeah. Hell, my my boss at the time said, "Oh, you can take the day off." Yeah. <laughs> you're, so, you're so beside but, yourself. But, <laughs> but this shit right here, these people don't know how to hold the L. Yeah, and that he because they're programmed. And it's a cult. It's a cult. I'm really, really glad that Pence held up for the integrity of. Our government, for the Constitution, for mm-hmm. the government that we believe in, for democracy, for his own integrity. And I knew that he would stand up because it was him and Trump, the reason that they worked together, and I don't think they work, but the reason they worked for a lot of people is that he literally is the moral majority. He is – he claims to be a real yeah, Christian. But he claims to be a real yeah. Christian. Therefore, he's not going to lie. He's going to uphold – what he can, when he can, because I, I honestly believe that Pence believes that he talks to God, just like how George W. Bush yeah. was like, I'm a super Christian and I talk to God. I think that Pence also had that like. He called his wife's mother. Right. He's, <laughs> he loves Jesus, right? So he's going to try to be an honest person, and Trump is the epitome of dishonesty. And Pence wasn't going to uphold that, and I, I respect him for that. And I will give him the nod. I don't respect that piece of shit. Well, He's part I, of this, too. He needs to be held accountable. But what I will well, say is, be. yes, you're right. He withheld the Constitution. Yes. That's all I'm going to say. He withheld the Constitution. And he knows after this his political career is dead. Oh, of course. But even so, he saw how – and I think the reason why he, he did – what he was supposed to do and not go with this bullshit that 45 wanted him to do. He did this because he saw that, wait a minute, even Trump supporters, if you don't believe in it, he noticed that they were worshiping Trump instead of God, his God. Right. Because his God's really effed up too. (laughs) You know, he's not a fan of gay people or black people or women, none of that. He's a big old but, white god on the clouds. Yes, yeah, that guy, Sky Daddy. 
<laughs> but I will say that there was a pinch of integrity. That's what a it is. A pinch of integrity. Because there is no, there is there is no win win. There's no winning solution for him. Right. Well, he here- knew if he was to do what Trump was going to have him do, he would have looked bad all over history. And there is no. I mean. His political career would have probably not worked anyway, but he knows with this he committed career suicide. So uh, he's probably be on Fox News now. This is uh, yeah, he'll be a, an analyst on Fox News. This is from um, an opinion site that's um, Republican, but. This is an interesting thing. It says Trump and Republicans electoral college election objections betray conservative legal thought. The events of the past few weeks suggest the principles animating modern conservative constitutionalism are merely arguments of convenience. And then um, this is a good quote from it. Wednesday's antics are not just dangerous political theater. They are also a betrayal of two of the foundational legal principles conservative Republicans have pushed for decades. So the people within the party had to start realizing that what they were doing was going against who they say they are. I mean, <laughs> it's... Uh, this is why I'm enjoying them eating each other, pal. Why, I know, why don't white crime? It's, um, Rob Edwards was, was doing some comedy in here uh, earlier this week. And um, and he we were there was a, an argument that broke out and he was like white on white crime I love it <laughs> it was very funny um, so continuing that quote says Republicans have pushed for decades the first of these is originalism the theory that any a debate over the meaning of specific constitutional provisions should be conclusively resolved by how those provisions would have been understood when they were adopted. So originalism is saying that the original constitutional, what they meant is what they meant and that's what it is. And then if we go by originalism, it's totally white supremacy because they're, I mean, when the constitution was written, black people were still slaves. So so originalism doesn't, shouldn't really hold water anymore if we're not built on continuing racism. Uh, The second is called federalism, the second related principle and a particular understanding of federalism, the division of power between state and federal governments through which our founding charter preserves the regulatory primacy of states over most topics, including federal elections. Simply put, Wednesday's objectors will unintentionally but necessarily drive home the central criticism of the conservative legal movement that the putative principles animating modern conservative constitutionalism aren't actually inexorable constitutional mandates, but rather arguments of convenience to be brushed aside whenever they prove inexpedient. So that's, I hate this picture of Trump too. He's just smiling. I want to punch him in the face. I just want to punch him in the face. Like that smug, (laughs) that smug, entitled, pretentious bastard who only tried to be, he want, He was like, 2000 give him 2000 give him 2000 only because he's like, ooh, maybe if I give him more money, they'll like me. I mean, the 600, well, ones and zeros. The two things are specific to Mitch McConnell. Uh, that Mitch. was specific to Mitch McConnell. But he also needs to be taken accountable, but, you know, ain't nothing's going to happen to old Mitch, baby. Oh, nothing's. You know, he's the one. He, I don't think anything will happen to him. Um, well, actually, here's, here's here's a thought. I think some of these Republicans, 
need to watch their back. Because these Trump people, this cult is coming after y'all. Yeah. They they are mad at y'all. Like, I I don't want to put this out in the atmosphere, but I hope they have bodyguards. Oh, I'm sure they all do. They're all... Been, it's just rich people. Nothing's going to happen to the rich people. It never does. I'm hoping that oh, they all catch COVID because COVID, COVID doesn't see economics. It does. It's a disease that sees humans, and that's the thing. These entitled, fucking pretentious motherfuckers. They're. This disease doesn't see. It doesn't see your money. It doesn't see your privilege. And I hope. I mean, I hope that they see the that light and the error of their ways, and maybe they will, and maybe you they. You know won't. what else is a disease that that is harmful too, and it kills people every day? White supremacy. Yes. Well, I, what I was really because th- I was hoping, and I hope that our next president stands up and says it: police brutality still an issue, <laughs> like. Killing black people, Black Lives Matter, still a huge issue, and it's time to address it. And I wish that our last president would have stood up and said, hey, this is a huge issue that we should be dealing with. Looking at the opiate crisis, hey, this is a huge issue that we should be looking at. But instead, it's all self-interest, all self-interest in money. And the people, we we the people, not I the person, that's how it starts. We, We, all of us together, and I know that America doesn't like poor people for whatever reason, but we are the people. Mm-hmm. And you keep dividing you us. So Jeff Bezos has all the money now and, and no exactly. more small businesses. Thank you. I was just going to say, you know what would have been awesome, though? If we would have came together as Americans because we need to be more mad about these corporate politicians and our wages and yeah. how corporate... America has, and capitalism has really destroyed, we need to be angry about why is, why are people working three jobs in order to survive? Yeah. Our living wage at this moment should be $25 an hour. Yeah. And yeah. minimum wage. Not, not $7. You people need to be mad about that. Well, but See, that's... It would have been cool if we would have went up there all together and protest and start some shit because of that. But no, no, no. You got to do this stupid shit. Well, it's the it's the valuation of labor and what labor is real and what labor isn't. And that right now we've got all these people working from home. What are they doing? We've got tons of people out of work. All the the service industry. Why did, why are we destroying the service industry? Why are we destroying small businesses? Why are we destroying artists? I, I mean, I understand the lockdown and the shutdown, but if we're all getting ones and zeros, how come we're just making the, anyways, I just, I'd like to see some, some equanimity and for labor to be valued and some Americans get to be entitled and and the rest of us don't like, I'm freaking out. I don't know how I'm going to get, I I mean, as a small business owner, I, they, they keep saying, oh, you can take out more loans. You can take out more loans. But there's no. Nobody want to be in debt. I know there's there's no there's no free money out there, and it's like, but and I can't yeah, work. So how am I I'm supposed? I'm glad you to- mentioned that. I'm glad, dude. We ought to be out there protesting about COVID yeah. and give us money. Uh, 
these small businesses are closing down. Give us money. We ought to be out there for that. Yeah. But these these crazy ass crackers, they don't even get the memo on that part. Because you know you have a ton of people, you know, unemployed out there. Oh, it's you know, getting desperate. What you see out there what you see out there is not just you don't see a bunch of one percenters out there. You probably have zero out there. What you have is rural America out there. And that and that they're dying. Yeah. And their loyalty to the their loyalty is to the wrong people who don't give a fuck about them. Well, and they are too stupid to realize. That. You want to know what that six hundred dollars that six hundred dollars did for San Francisco? Uh, it's got everyone on heroin. Like it's not enough money to actually pay your rent, so everyone in the tenderloin is high as fuck because everyone just got their checks, and it's not enough money to like. So you're going to buy some booze and have a party and do a bunch of heroin, I guess, because that's about how much money it is. It, I, I mean, it's really – and people are getting desperate. How about, how about this? Well, first, there's a flight from San Francisco, a huge exodus. There's two San Francisco stories I want to quick touch on. Uh, one is that you can look at the U-Haul traffic leaving San Francisco. People just fled the city. People have left – uh, so yep. even even if the service industry opens up, who is left to uh, go there with expendable income? And just speaking of the desperation in the city, SF woman assaulted at gunpoint, her five-month-old French bulldog stolen on Russian Hill. And a woman, 30-year-old San Francisco woman, says her five-month-old French bulldog was stolen by three men who assaulted her Tuesday night at gunpoint while in Russian Hill. Sarah Vorhas said she was walking alone with her two dogs, Chloe and Colton, on Hyde and Broadway around 5.45 p.m. when she heard a man come up behind her and say, give me your dog. She turned around, and a man holding a gun began punching her in the face. And then he took her dog, Chloe, and got in a car with two men and drove off. So people are desperate. People are stealing Mm -hmm. cute French bulldogs in the streets of San Francisco because of desperate poor what Chloe she got and she looks she got punched in the face hard it's not it's uh, that poor girl and her poor dog that's, that's what we predicted we predicted that before too you know excuse me well just the, uh, it's the we desperation here that. yeah yeah we predicted the fact that desperate times are going to cause desperate measures and people are going to start getting wild out here because people are broke. Yeah. And yep. that's what breeds the desperate. And th- I mean, I'm broke and I still have an apartment. Yay. But the people that are, I mean, and it's it's raining right now. I, well, it stopped raining, which is nice. But I feel terrible for a- anyone who doesn't have shelter right now and that doesn't, right. they have no recourse for ways to get shelter. And it's, and, and 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 that's and that's gonna get them sick. I mean, the cases yeah. aren't gonna go up because more people are getting sick out of the home because they can't pay their goddamn rent. Yeah, yeah. And so now, with them being homeless, that's a better chance for them to catch the virus. Right. Although being this outside is, why we, is safer. We shouldn't. <laughs> But, I mean, this is the reason why these idiots out here who are doing this for their dear leader, 
y'all are out there for the wrong thing. That entitlement, you said that earlier. Yeah. Man, that entitlement is one hell of a drug. Sure. I'm, yeah, I'm better than you. That's why I deserve some... If Hey, if there's any entitlement, we should all be clamoring for this vaccine. Mm-hmm. Although, and money. once that particular strain of COVID is vaccinated against, is it going to continue to mutate? And do we have to take more vaccines? Or is it going to come... I don't know. I don't understand science that that well, but I just want everyone to be safe. And I already have an issue with the vaccine, too, so that's already scary. Yeah. So, tell us, Nostradamus says... But this is under... Oh, sorry. What's your prediction for inauguration night? Um, I think... Well, I don't think they're going to have anybody, like, out there because of COVID. Because, you know, usually there's, like, a nice gathering and stuff. Right. Um, I think it's probably going to be, like, on the mall and televised. Um, I think it's going to be the same thing. I think these same clowns that are doing this are going to do the same thing on the inauguration. I, I mean, it's going to build up. These people are, I said this before, there's going to be more mass shootings by, done by these crazies. <sighs> There's going to be more violence because of these crazies. Hell, in Salem, Oregon, over the weekend, you just had the Proud Boys, who supposedly love the cops and law and order so much. They love the cops so much, they started retaliating against the cops. Mm. <laughs> well, there were two shootings so, in Gilroy, but I don't know if that what that was about. It was just like, oh, my God, shootings in Gilroy? What's happening? Why? Why again? And I don't know if it had anything to do with Trump. Just two people got shot in Gilroy again. So everyone hates garlic. I, I don't know. But on top of this political violence and this domestic terrorism, I think crime is going to go up because the story that you just told about that woman getting assaulted is going to lead to others. And, and it's, it's going to be – these streets going to be rough. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm, part I, of me is like, I'm kind of cool with staying at home right now. I miss working a lot. I do, and I miss being at the studio and what have you. But a lot of shit can happen from me from here to me going to the studio where you are, yeah. or to go to work, especially in the service industry. Because now you got these crazy ass groups. You know, you have a crazy person that can come in, and I thought about this all the time when I work at McKellar. Someone who wants to come in and just free up the place because you have people like these Trump supporters that do that. So I'm kind of yeah. cool right now because the, the kettle is hot. Well, She's whistling. The kettle is hot and it's whistling <laughs> and it's scary, but I also have no idea how, I mean, I kept Mutiny Radio alive in 2020. I'm very proud of that. I have no idea how I'm going to do it in 2021. I, I mean, I'm just going to have to hustle again, just like I did last year, and just beg everybody for money. But because there's no way, there's, they've shut it down. There's no way to make money right now. Like, there is no hustle. There aren't people out there, we, which we can't. It's like, how, how do I survive? Because unemployment, unemployment isn't going to do it, and there isn't, they, they don't have this, they don't have, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'll you make it work. Fans, uh, you can set an OnlyFans channel. 
You know, right. you might have to do because everybody, everybody wants to see a 46-year-old's <laughs> flappy titties. That's exactly what they want, I'm sure. <laughs> they want to see my... Well, they're 46-year-old titties, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, uh, I don't, I can't imagine that anybody would be into uh, <laughs> seeing my... You'd be surprised, sweetheart. Oh, my God. I don't, I, I can't. And your body is karate, so... I think you That's you, so you, funny. you make some coins. I, so, I think I, you would make some coins with my OnlyFans. <laughs> oh my God, I can't imagine. And you could do your political rants and read poetry naked. I mean, if if there's a market for it, I just can't believe yeah. that there's a market for that romantic there's poetry naked. Porn out there. Oh my God. <laughs> I just. But I mean, hey, that's I mean, that's how desperate people are getting. You know, sex you work. have a lot of these. Huh? I'm down. I'm down with. I'm down with distance sex work. That's fine. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I if just, That's what I gotta do. That's um, what I gotta do. I just read a story about a a woman who was a former pastor, who is now making a lot of money on OnlyFans. Oh, I love it. She's a She's a former pastor. Now she's in the sex business. I love it. So, and she's making. I think I read that she makes like a hundred G's wow. a month. What? And that's I what to, I said. I can't believe anybody would want to objectify me that much. I just can't imagine. I honestly. There's a lot of people in this world, sweetheart. <laughs> Everyone has a thing. Yeah, they like. But that's how desperate people are getting. You know what I'm saying? I mean, because like you just said, what what are we supposed to do with everything shut down and businesses closing and people getting laid off? Right. And then you know our government not doing its job. Right. Oh, by the way, I just read that um, it's official. Uh, all soft won. So the Democrats take the Senate. Yay. Biden can get some shit done. Okay, here's my, here's my. They better not, but, but they better get shit done and don't be pussies. Well, this is. We need, we need people in the Supreme Court. You can keep adding them if you want to. There's no number of Supreme Court justices you can have. Um, We need to, we need our fucking money. We need to work on that vaccine and get this COVID under control. Our, our, our. Economics here is in shambles. We need police reform. Yeah. We need a lot of things. The Democrats do have a lot of work to do. I'm going to be having my foot on your neck. And you guys need to charge these people for treason. So here's my... Don't let them get away from that. Here's my prediction for inauguration. I think... I think that... And I, I'm not... I don't want this to happen. I want everyone to live and I don't ever want anyone to die. But... I think that Biden's going to get assassinated, and I think that K- Kamala's going to be the president, and be a bunch of stuff really will get done because she'll have the majority, and she has the ideas, and she'll finally be able to push through a bunch of the green agenda, uh, forgiving student loans and all that kind of stuff. But uh, but I I don't hope I don't hope that anything happens to anybody. But I think that in this political, but in this political unrest and in this time, and I feel like that's what's gonna. It's gonna be another like JFK kind of situation, another Martin Luther King kind of situation where these scary white supremacists are domestic terrorists and they are out 
I think that we need police. I mean, I don't like police, but can you please help us from the domestic terrorists? Um, no, they are the domestic terrorists. Well, and they are, but then it's, I mean, again, it's white on white crime. But I just, I want to see everybody be safe. Uh, help out your neighbor. Uh, be yeah. kind to someone. If, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And I'm scared. Don't, don't go along with, I mean, just keep your eyes and ears closed, ladies and gentlemen. And watch these idiots. Laugh at them. They're idiots. This, this is a coup. I love how the mainstream media is talking about, like, you don't see this. This is so un-American. Yes, this is. This is America. I have to unfriend the, the someone. The White House was burnt down. What? I have to unfriend someone right now because of their Republican what? comments. They said they just said, this is, I'll close it with this. Democrats protested for four years. You burned cities, destroyed businesses, and killed people, and you call it peaceful protest. The fake news has the nerve to call this protest at the Capitol a riot. Now you want the National Guard called in to gun down Republican protesters. Your double standards are mind-boggling and vile. My favorite part is that he's such an idiot, he put you are, you are apostrophe E, double standards. You fucking idiot. Unfriend, defriended. Gone. Unfollow, unfriend. Unfollow, unfriend. Done and done. Done and done. I don't need. I don't need your Republican idiot rhetoric, and you can't even spell your right. You fucking retard. I. I'm sorry. I used the R word. I'm sorry. I used the R word. I'm sorry. You Republican. I can't believe that. That fucking piece of shit. God, I I really am so disappointed in so many people that call themselves Americans. Okay. Leave us with one more happy thing, Latoya, and then and then I'll I will say I'll say I miss you and I love you and I uh one happy thing that I think we'll be seeing uh is we will get two thousand dollars. And I am happy that we do have the house. And I also think that you guys should check out the show called Sherman Showcase. That's on Hulu. And it'll make your life, you'll, you'll smile, you'll laugh. Okay, Find God. something to laugh at today. I would Watch like these to retards on TV. I'm just, yeah. I can't. No more. <laughs> we gotta, I don't even have words for it. Latoya, you're the best. I think things are going to be okay. And now that, now that we, uh, I'm the one thing I'll say that's positive for the future of the United States is I'm in a lot less fear for the uteruses of young ladies, and that they are going to be able to make choices for their own bodies, and that the human rights of women will continue to be upheld in the United States. And I am much less worried about the overturning of Roe v. Wade than I was a couple months ago. So, um, yeah, at least. At least, ladies, we're still going to have choice over our own bodies. Yay! Human rights. But, Yay. you know, who, what other choices Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, hey, thanks so much again for calling in. You're the best. And uh, I, You're the best. And it's wonderful to um, bring in the new year with you. And I will see you when this pandemic is over. But I miss you. I miss you too. It's almost a year and counting. This is some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. 
but everybody be safe. Like, we say it, it, it does suck to be locked down, and it is bullshit, and we hate it. But you know what? Safety for all. Wear we're your masks. Alive. Keep Let's keep the numbers low in San Francisco. Um, I think we're still at 196 dead. So let's keep those numbers low. Wear your masks. Stay at home. Only go out if you really, really have to. And uh, and keep yourselves and your family safe. And be, be kind to those around you. All right. Love, love, love. love. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> As the world gets wackier and less predictable in every way, it is more important than ever for us to all remember our roots. We wouldn't be here today if our ancestors hadn't had the capacity and the skills to take care of themselves and their communities using the resources in the natural world around them and their own two hands. My name is Wonia Tebow of Buckskin Revolution and Alone Season 6, and I started Buckskin Revolution not just to empower people with a wider range of skills to meet their basic needs, but also to inspire them with a sense of fulfillment and connection that comes with living a little closer to the earth and using our bodies, our minds, and our very DNA for what they evolved to do, to help us thrive without the need for modern technology and industry. If that sounds appealing to you, I hope you'll join me for the Fall 2020 Buckskin Revolution Online Skills Gathering, an eight-week learning experience designed to work within any schedule. It involves pre-recorded classes, live interactive sessions, and online community learning support from both myself and your fellow students. The need for these skills has never been more pressing, and Buxian Revolution is working hard to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience, like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 
you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast, tuned every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let the poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at analogsubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a full-length movie. San Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary, for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento at and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st and Florida, 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy, socially distanced in the street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas Cafe SF at 20th in Alabama for Titans of Comedy every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Hey, keep supporting local businesses and comedy here in San Francisco with your friends at Mutiny Radio. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active... Comedians, you're gonna see tonight stink. <laughs> Just kidding, they're all really funny. Welcome to the happy hour, the happiest of happy hours of one hour of comedy. It's actually two hours. We're gonna have an open mic from 
6 to 7, where people can be dirty and disgusting and horrible and say whatever they want. And then from 7 to 8, we have an outdoor comedy show, and it's clean. And that, that's exciting. But don't gather. Yay. And I'm going to remember tonight to ask people to give me money. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, you can donate for the open mic. And when you do, tonight it's very special because the cookies are just on stage. So after you put your money in the jar, that filthy, filthy COVID money with all those disgusting things on it, uh, pick up a cookie. <laughs> They're COVID cookies too. Who knows what's in them? Uh, no witchcraft this week, I promise. <laughs> They're just just weed, not uh, nothing else. Okay, yay. Okay, so here we are, and we have tons of time because right now there's only one, two, three, four comedians, five including me. So you guys can go for kind of long or whatever. However, we'll see. How about in, I'll, I'll honk you when I'm no longer entertained or when you ask for a minute. <laughs> How much time do I have left? <laughs> are there two more comics that just showed up? Oh, whatever. Well, they ain't here now, so fuck them. <laughs> I was going <laughs> to... Uh, first up of the mic, I believe he's the only person who actually signed up. Do you want to go first or do you not want to go first? Oh, then we should do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, but we can only have 11 people inside, so it's okay if people have to stand outside to watch you do comedy if there's other real people that want to see you do that. That's exciting. Okay, well, then we'll wait. That's fine. Rachel? Do you want to? Pancake? Sam can't. He's eating. Okay, everybody put your heads together. It's Rachel Pinson! What's up, guys? Hey. Hey. Don't ask the audience how they're doing. I heard that's not good to do. And I also don't care, so there's that. I, uh, I wanted to tell a story. I want to tell a story the first time that I came to San Francisco. Are you okay? He just hit his head. Do we need an ambulance? Oh, good. <laughs> There's an ambulance coming already. <clears throat> so I was traveling around the hitchhiking and shit, the blind Shih Tzu, my beautiful piece of Shih Tzu, going around different places. Baby Lou. Uh, he ended up getting attacked by this dog. At the same time, my ex at the time found out his dad was dying. So we left from Montana. We went straight to California. And I had to, like get rid of this dog because <laughs> he was dying and I was like taking him to all these vets and they're like we won't help you because we don't have any money long story short uh I ended up giving him up for adoption um but then that that landed me in uh San Francisco and I was at the civic center and there was like a fish show going on and I'm like super bummed because like I love my dog you know like I was a seeing eye human and uh I'm just sitting on the lawn making jewelry because I'm a fucking hippie or whatever. And this guy comes by and he's like, doses, doses. And I was like, well, I'll take a free sample. And he's like, I'm only going to do this because I know that I have the best doses. And if I give you acid, you're going to tell all your friends to buy acid for me. So I took it. And I'm like, none of my friends have money. That's hilarious. Um, <coughs> but it worked. Uh, it was really good drugs. 
<laughs> and I'm tripping balls. And like, I was just in Montana at this hippie event, and like, all these hippies that I saw there, like, a lot of them were in San Francisco because it was like Jerry Garcia's death and birthday weekend, and it was like fish was in town. So I'm like sitting outside this fish show, tripping balls. And this guy that I was like traveling with at the time, he was like, hey, come with me. And I'm like, where are we going? And like, we start running. I'm like, why are we running? And then we go into this building, this really circular building. And I walk in and everyone's dressed so nice. And we're like going through this hallway. And he's like, shh. I'm like, why do we have to be quiet? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So he opens these doors. And underneath us, there was a symphony. And as soon as we sat down, they sat down, they started playing. And they started doing, it was like uh, the San Francisco Symphony does the Grateful Dead. So it was like all these Grateful Dead songs, and I'm tripping balls, and everything's beautiful. I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And wait, is there a punchline to that? So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I started off, uh, I, I experienced classism because when I was like a, when I was just like a dirty homeless kid with like a backpack and a dog, these kids on Hate Street would come up to me and they'd be like, hey kid, you wanna do some acid with me? I'm like, sure, man. <laughs> but now I live here and I have like a shower and I don't have to walk around with my backpack or my dog and the same kids come up to me and they're like, hey, excuse me, ma'am, would you like to buy some acid from me? And that's, that's classism. <laughs> One time I was sleeping in the park and someone just steals my backpack and I'm like, what the fuck? There's nothing in there but a bunch of dirty clothes. Like, what were they going to do? Sell my crusty underwear? Because I was going to sell my crusty underwear <laughs> and they took my hustle and that's not nice. I was in Atlanta once. Uh, and this guy comes up to me, and he's like, oh, it's fucked up, man. It's fucked up. I just got arrested. I just got out of jail. I'm like, what happened? He's like, all I was doing was making love to my girlfriend in our own home. We just happened to be homeless. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Dal Jones, he was cool. <laughs> So one time, <laughs> I'll just like go into story time. So I had this blind shih tzu, like I, I mentioned, and I, uh, I went to Arkansas. Have you guys ever been to Arkansas? No. Arkansas is great for certain reasons, not political reasons or the people there. But what's cool about Arkansas is that there's so many quartz crystals everywhere. There's like if you go to Mount Ida, they're all over the ground, like all these beautiful quartz. They call them uh, Arkansas diamonds because they're just so like perfect, they're like perfect courts. So I go there, like I'm just caravanning with a bunch of hippies. I end up in Mount Ida. We're finding all these rocks on the ground and like putting them together. We have like a backpack full of shiny rocks. And, uh, and then a tornado comes through and then we get like, like rained in and we're like stuck into this, in the <laughs> we're like stuck in, um, in, like in where our camping place was cause it was all flooded. We're like shit, like we're like missing the first day of the festival which I didn't have a ticket for anyway, so I'm like, okay, whatever. But then the when the flooding stopped, we were able to leave. And all of us went to this festival, and my friends were, like, jumping over the fence and getting chased by security. 
and I just have this blind shih tzu, and there's like mud up to my knees, right? And I'm like trudging through, and I just like see a group of people. I just start walking with them, like I'm supposed to be there. Nobody checked my ticket. It was fine. It was great. I just walked in there, and then all of these people would like. All of these people, we would get anything we needed by trading these rocks from people who were not from Arkansas, right? Like all these like tourists, they're like giving us all kinds of shit. Like here's some pot for the shiny rock, you know? Like here's like a little trinket for this. And it was so cool. It was so cool. And all the locals were like, these shiny rocks? I'm tired of stepping on the damn things. Like what are you, like no, I don't want any of these courts. So I'm sitting there and I'm at the campsite, the campground, right? Because I, I was with this blind shih tzu, and we were like, I realized that, like, the best, most comfortable place to be was on the bus that kept going from the campground to the festival to the campground to the festival. And I just stayed on there. I was, like, so warm with this dog. And my dog was getting warm, too. And I'm like, oh, this is so good. And then finally, he's like, this is the end of the ride. You have to get off this bus. So I'm like, okay, shit. So I, I didn't have my shoes or any of my gear because my <laughs> road dog at the time, the guy I was traveling with, was like, I don't even know where he was, you know, unless like, so I like find his car magically and I'm like, I guess I'll just sit here until he gets here. And I'm like, so cold, you know, and these people gave me a chair. <laughs> and then, <laughs> so I was like sitting there, like holding this shih tzu for warmth, like, it's gonna be fine. He's gonna get back here. And then he comes back and he's like tripping balls. I'm tripping balls. I was like, ah, oh, spirit. His name was spirit. I was like, ah, oh, spirit, finally. Oh, this is so cool. You're here. <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> and we're sitting there and it's like this beautiful mountainscape and like this the the sun was rising and we're just and he's just like this this right here no this is perfect this is perfect for DMT oh my god we need a deemster fairy where's the deemster fairy and then this guy comes out of nowhere I was like did somebody say DMT <laughs> It's like, yes, I did. Are you the Deemster fairy? Oh, my God. And he's like, well, no, I don't have, like, DMT, but I got this ayahuasca. Like, I went through all this thing. He, like, told us the extraction, and he showed us this bottle of, like, really muddy water. <laughs> and he's like, 50 bucks, man. It's two weak doses or one strong dose. And Spirit's like, man, I don't, I don't have any money. But I got shiny rocks. <laughs> and he, like, pulls out this palette of quartz crystals. And the guy's like, what? This is so cool. Like, he was from Florida or some shit. He's like, oh, my God, this is, whoa, these great, this great shiny rocks. So he, like, gives Spirit the ayahuasca. And then he's, like, sipping it. And he kept calling it show juice. And he's offering it to people. He's like, does anyone want to try this show juice? Is it? I was like, dude, it's not even going to work if I take a sip of it. Like, you should just drink this show juice. Like, meanwhile, I'm ground scoring all these beers people left behind. I'm, like, drinking all morning. <laughs> like, I'm, like, finally warm. I got this. And, like, he's going, he's, like, tripping balls at this point. The 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 rangers come and like he finds this like this awning this like <laughs> awning and he's like playing with it and he's like what squilly do and he's squilly don't and then he's squilly over here squilly squilly and then like <laughs> and the security guards try to take it from him he's like they're trying to take my squilly they're trying to take so I'm like okay well you got that handled I'm gonna go take a shower because all the showers were unoccupied oh my god I need one so bad I was on the I was covered in mud so I take a shower I'm like <laughs> so drunk I I come out and this girl's like ma'am. Ma'am, we're going to have to ask you to leave because it's cleanup. It, the festival's over. If you're not gone by 7.30, we're going to have to call the cops. And, like, I look up and I see my friend, like, going back and forth. He's, like, in the spirit room. And she's like, and your friend over there is way too drunk to drive. And I'm like, don't worry. I'll drive. And I'm like, super. I'm like, don't worry. We'll get out of there. It's like, okay, good. And we're like, we're out of here. So I like, go up to spirit. And I'm like, hey, man, it's time to go. 
And we're like, before I said it, actually, he was like, it's time to go. And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're not driving. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So we get this like Honda Civic. And we're like going down the road and like uh, trying to find the, the, seek refuge in the Walmart parking lot at the end of the hill, you know? And he looks over and he's like, man, I've never driven on ayahuasca before. And that's the story. Rachel Vinson. She also identifies uh, as a witch. Our pronouns are we and us. <laughs> That's how we're working that out. Uh, that was 10 minutes. That was perfect. You did a solid 10. Just so you know, I timed you. Yeah, that was great. It was so fun. I got to hear that story the other night, and it was it was it was it was great. I'm so glad that you did it on stage. It's super funny, and I can't wait to hear it again. Yay, the spirit world. Are your people here, Thomas, or do you want to wait? They're here? Okay. Hey, your next comedian. He's the bringer. He brought the not audience. Uh, just so everybody knows, there's no more than 11 people in the room at any time. Everybody's socially distanced. There's gloves on the stage. If you, um, and Rachel, did you grab a cookie? Uh, grab a cookie. You got to grab a cookie. They're up there. Rachel, Rachel, you just grab a cookie. She just... Always free on Tuesdays from 4 to 6. It's a great show. It's about the Rainbow Gathering, and she has camped in all kinds of places, and you heard a great story about that. She's a traveler, man. Uh, your next comedian uh, has a mustache that looks like he wants to travel all over the United States on its own motorbike. I feel like it's just going to I feel like it's gonna get a motorcycle and go on without you. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Thomas. I get a little horny. Oh, happy Friday night, everyone. If it weren't for this, I'd be so bored. In fact, probably the rest of the week, when you don't see me here, you just see me, you just hear about me existing, you know, when you ask me how I was. I was probably bored. I was probably bored, and I'm just telling you it's fine because uh, I can't just get into that right now. Um, but I've been so bored. Uh, as it's catching up to me, like, honestly, you know, I felt like I would have enough to do, even though it's only two years into quarantine. Like, I thought that I would have not run out of hobbies by now. You know, I started knitting for a while. That was nice. But I just can't bring myself to knit and crochet another queen-size quilt. My fingers have been worked to the bone. The bone, I say. So I need something to watch. And, uh, you know, usually people would just, you know, they send me TikTok videos, but I know that that is brain poison, so I'm not going to watch that stuff. And uh, I've been kind of digging deep to find, like, what is really the most comforting thing that I would love to watch right now? And it's definitely old seasons of The Bachelor and Bachelorette, 100%. Absolutely weird. Um, but it's also, at the same time, the greatest love experiment ever put on film. One top prize and 30 hopeless idiots and six weeks to find your soulmate. Uh, it's amazing there aren't more lawsuits about around that show. Um, I truly feel like, you know, before before COVID, like, I'd watch it for, like, right, the drunk fights and, you know, the the trips and the heartbreak and just the useless mumbo jumbo that comes out of these people's mouths like i like really feel like i'm starting to reach a point where i'm thinking about falling for you 
the fuck does that mean? Do you love me or not? I just want the, somebody to look them right in the eye and just challenge their beliefs. But um, no, uh, it's gotten to a point where now with the COVID, like I'm looking at it and it's like a thing that could only exist pre-COVID. It's like if you told your friends tomorrow that you kissed 10 girls in one night, pre-COVID, they'd be like, hell yeah, my boy's getting it. If you go back to your roommates and say you you kissed 10 girls yesterday, they'd be like, are you trying to fucking murder us, you sociopath? Have some respect for yourself. It's gotten really out of hand. It's like, you know, so, I mean, obviously that show is not going to reach a point where it can, like, do its thing again. You can't do it the same way. So I propose an alternative. This is going to be on Netflix. A little edgier, a little more production value. Uh, you know, you get people. It's a COVID dating show, so people are wearing masks. You can only see their eyes. You know, their teeth could be fucked up. Their nose could be fucked up. Everyone's got to be six feet apart. So if you get drunk, you can't pull weaves. You have to, like, throw shit at people. Like, right, it's a little bit more tactile. It's a little bit more athletic and shit, you know? And, like, they can't touch, they can't hug, they can't kiss, you know? So how are they going to show affection, you might ask? Ah, there's the rub. See, it's like, it's like regular Bachelor, but with a twist. Because before you could actually show affection, and now you have to uh, basically, you know, keep your distance. So I'm assuming, I'm, I'm envisioning 30 contestants, one top prize, one iPhone with an app that controls 30 vibrators inserted into said contestants. And just let it roll, baby. Just give that, give one man or woman, oh yeah, it's going the other way too. If give that person that much power, that's the only maybe like philosophical dilemma, but it would lead to some really, really great, some really, really great moments, you know what I mean? Guy gets on the treadmill, maybe forgets to like close out of that screen. And he's just like, for like an hour straight, just like making everyone buzz. We're just like fucking walking around like. Or like maybe a more serious date, you know, where it's like, it's like the two of them. And it's like, Jackie, I really just appreciate you opening up tonight about your mom's pill addiction and your dad's conviction and subsequent suicide. I think it takes a lot of courage. And uh, even more courage to face, you know, having no father for your son and a special needs little sister. I just want you to know that I love you and I'm here to support you. <laughs> Do you feel that? Do you feel that? Oh, man. How much time do I have? Do I have another minute? All right, cool. I could. This is all I have, so there we go. Uh, there's a guy in my work who calls me T-Graz, and I'm like, cut that shit out. <laughs> it's one thing if, like, the very cool guy at work were to call you T-Graz, you'd be like, hell yeah, Mitch, something cool. But this is, like, the nerdiest man at my work. 
and he tries to put this coolness on me. And it's like, I don't want anything to do with what you think is cool, Colby. Don't put a J-Lo name. I mean, you got to earn that. Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo, All-Star Skateboarder, Paul Rodriguez, P-Rod, right? Academy Award-winning actress, Jennifer Lawrence, J-Law. Supermodel, Gigi Hadid, Jihad. Maybe she could go by Jiha. I don't know if she actually, because I don't know if she goes by Jihad. It's probably not right. If she goes by Jihad, it sounds like a gangster cowboy. And I don't know if that would be really the best thing for her either. Um, that's it. You guys have fun? That's it! Thomas, you did a solid seven minutes. Good for you. Yay, take a cookie. Take a cookie. There's 20 milligrams in the cookies. Oh, you did it. You haven't taken a bite yet. It's okay. You'll be fine. And it's, it's just, it, you'll be fine. Uh, yay, you're all here at the happy hour. Um, everybody should take a seat. There's uh, How many people are in here now? Because I have to count. Oh, Sam's bag is in a bag. It's not a person. You can take his bag and put it on the ground. And that chair over there counts as a, the bag is not a, the bag is not a princess. So the, um, Will Brown can sit over there in that, in that chair. And then there's enough chairs for everybody six feet apart. Yay. Um, Sam, do you want a mad dog with pancake and see who goes next? Do you want a mad dog with pancake and see who goes next? You don't care? You, do you want to go next or do you want to go not next? What do you want? It's you, pancake, me, Will Brown, and Luke Moore. Well, then Luke, Luke Moore, so are you ready? Okay, everybody, it's Sam Carroll, yay! <laughs> Hello. 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 You guys got essential jobs? You got essential jobs? You collecting unemployment? You're smart, smart, very, very smart. You got a side hustle? Y yes. Uh, comedy's easy to infiltrate. I work for the FBI, Shari. You're fucked. Stop taking our taxpayer money. I'm tired of it. You will like this next joke, though. It's about history. It's uh, the history of the word lesbian comes from the island of Lesbos, where women who practiced oral sex on another woman were banished for their abhorrent sexual behavior by the Greek men of the day and their 10-year-old boyfriends. <laughs> you know, the, the, mayor, the mayor shut down porn. She said porn wasn't essential. Yeah. How does she sleep at night, though? How does she sleep at night? If it's anything like me, it's by rubbing one in. <laughs> she, sent, she sent cops over to the porn studios to try and shut it down, you know? Shut it down with cops. She doesn't know what happens when cops show up to porn sets. You guys know what happens when cops show up to porn sets? Yeah, they waste our goddamn taxpayer money. It's not cool. So, uh, my mom, no, I'm going to do that one. I don't know. I had a friend lose his job recently. It was not essential. Uh, you know, I got sad about it. Called the suicide hotline to see if they had any openings. 
and they did. He got a job. It was volunteer work. He didn't know that, though. He thought he was going to be paid in cash and not purpose, you know? And he called me up. He's like, hey, did you know this suicide hotline gig was pro bono? I was like, yeah, what'd you expect? He said, commission. It's <laughs> like, what? You like, you're pitching people's lives like it's on QVC? Like it's a product they can't live without? He's like, oh, yeah, 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 that's good. Can I, can I have that one? Uh, yeah, but I want royalties. My mother is my mother is very f afraid. She comes and she talks to me at night. That's when she likes to talk to me. And uh, she she's like, I'm I'm afraid of COVID. I'm afraid I'm gonna die. I'm like, Mom, that's ridiculous. You're already dead. People are like, you shouldn't joke about that. That should that could come true. Cause my mom's not dead. It's a joke about my mom being dead. Like that could come true, right? If if God kills my mom because I made that joke at Mutiny Radio, Radio on Friday afternoon when the sun's still out, that would mean one thing, and it's like God has a terrific sense of humor, <laughs> and he must love me, and he would never kill mommy. My mother is very much alive. She's alive. Uh, she is worried about this nonsense going on, though. She sat me and my sister down the other day, and she's like, before I die... I want I want grandchildren out of you too. I was like, Mom, don't you think they'd come out a little fucked up? <laughs> and then my sister pitches in. My sister pitches in. She goes, Yeah. Also, you know, the climate, politically speaking, it's not the best time to let the whole world know we're fucking. The thing about buying dick pills off the internet is that they advertise discreet packaging. But when it comes to your house, it's just in a normal cardboard box. Like any other kind of box. You know, no invisibility cloak or nothing. The type of box that you bring it inside and your girlfriend goes, what's in the box? Not very, not very discreet. You know, you gotta tell her it's in your best interest. It's even worse when you're going through your girlfriend's mail, you know, open up her packages and shit, being a good boyfriend, and uh, it's dick pills, <laughs> and they're not even in your size. That <laughs> one is pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone applause break. Uh. You know, uh, I had another friend that lost his job. Uh, wasn't essential. It's because he got automated. His shit got automated. A robot took his job and then fucked his girlfriend. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Everything's getting automated nowadays, though. You know, you got bank tellers. Bank tellers are getting automated by ATMs. You got those guys that used to wash your wheels, dry your car off at the end of a car wash, by the big fan at the end of the car wash, you know, <sighs> all that shit, you know. Gigolos getting automated by Hitachi wands. That's the most tragic, I think. By big vibrator stealing honest American jobs. It's vibrator AI. Fucking big vibrator. Big dildo needs to step the fuck back, yo. <laughs> Dick pill companies are advertising to girls, though. They are. It's nefarious. They're hoping to make it the new norm, you know? A girlfriend... When it comes time, 
to have sex, sexy sex with her. She gives you the condom. She gives you the pill. Put this on. Take this. Let's have a wonderful time. You know, because men perform better on dick pills than than not. This is a, this is a true fact. You know, but this is this is not good for us men. We're about to embark on the steroid era of what used to be casual sex. We gotta shut this shit down. You know, write to our congressman, Marshawn Washington. You know, big dick pill is in bed with big girlfriend. Done with it. It's shitty. It's shitty shit. Let's see, what else? I don't, I don't fucking I don't think that was it. I think that was it. You guys are so fucking awesome. Sam <laughs> Carol, everyone. Yay. Yay. And then yay. Uh, you did six and a half minutes, just so you know. Of all new stuff, pretty much almost. Uh, all right. Is it Luke Moore or Pancake or Will Brown? Will Brown's in here, so let's go. Well, I'm just seeing what people are, where they are and the whatnot. It's hard to see in here. Are you, you're ready to go? Everybody put your hands together for Will Brown. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank you. Hello, hello. Oh, my God. Seriously, you're a young man. You need dick pills? I don't know how it... What's it gonna be when you're six? When you're like forty-five? That's like. Okay, a friend of mine. I mean, I do know a few people that are like porn star-esque, and he did an injection. He's twenty-eight years old. No, they inject a thing into your dick, so it's like that's like the porn. Like that's the next level. Yeah. He didn't need it. He was twenty-eight, and his dick was hard all the time and it was like why he was like it was like new year's i wanted to like take it up a notch and i'm like your dick's hard all the time dude it will not go down and then so he ends up at the emergency room like after the erection lasts for like 18 hours he was like okay this isn't cute anymore <laughs> yeah he went through it they have to like put a needle in your dick and pull the blood out to make the erection go down. Yeah, it's, I'm not even kidding. This is all true. But, um, so like, just enjoy your normal, youthful, okay, you're right. My body, my choice, right? Okay, I got you. But, um, yeah, is anybody uh, spending more time at home? Like, recently? I know I have been. <laughs> uh, binge watching RuPaul's Drag Race, if anybody's a fan. It's so good. Um, but then it just makes the rest of my life seem so boring that I have to, to get through my to-do list every day. I have to like invent drag personas to get each chore done to make it more entertaining for myself. So it's like, okay, uh, I got new keys made for my apartment. Uh, mission accomplished. I am a Compalisha Keys. Um, I, I, uh, I got it to the bank and I got my checks cashed. I'm Keisha checks. Uh, and then I have to like act it out and like, you know, uh, Ooh, uh, that door, that wobbly door. I fixed it with a screwdriver. I am the drag queen formerly known as Dora Jar. I did, I did my workout, I did my HIT workout. 
Uh, I did 30 push-ups in 30 seconds. I'm, 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 uh, oh, fuck. I'm, uh, Wilma Titsgro. <laughs> I did it. I made it through my to-do list. Thank you, RuPaul. Giving in ways that he doesn't even know. He's not even aware of the ways that he's helping me out. Entertainment. But, um, I am, I'm a heteronegative man, so... I do enjoy RuPaul, even though I'm not into the women's per se, I do love watching drag queens. I don't know why, I don't know why. I guess they're just like being their, their best selves. They're just doing what they wanna do. It's like nice to see. Uh, so I'm heteronegative. I'm also, uh, my gender pronouns are yes sir and no ma'am. So I'm a little fluid. Uh, a little history lesson for those of you guys that remember before the internets, before the interwebs, before the apps, people used to put little ads in the back of like the city paper that comes out every week. And I mean, I would just read them for pure entertainment because they scared the fuck out of me. I was like, I don't know what these things are. So where a lot of the acronyms came from, GWM, ISO, GLM, uh, Greek active, French passive. Does anybody know what that means? Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> so G, GWM, I'm a GWM, gay white male. GLM, gay Latino male. ISO, you guys know that one, right? Like it's in search of. Oh my God. <gasps> okay. This set that I wrote is for an older gay male audience <laughs> than is currently in the room at the moment. But I'm a teacher. I'm willing to teach. Teacher, ISO student. And then you have to use the vocabulary word right away in a sentence. Teacher, ISO student. No, I'm just silly. So, okay, so Greek active means your Greek is, is, was code word because you couldn't use all the sexy words that you want to use in the newspaper ad. So Greek active, Greek is like, you know, uh, you refer to it. Uh, Greek is anal, French is oral, not kissing. What? Yeah. <laughs> so if you're Greek active, you're a top. Okay. If you're Greek passive, you're a bottom. If you're French active, you give the blowjob. If you're French passive, <laughs> you get the blowjob. And I'm French passive unless it's a French bread pizza. And then I become active again. <laughs> I'll get in there for a French bread pizza. But yeah, so a little history lesson. Um, God damn it, my Google Doc always crashes. I'm looking for millennial tech support. <laughs> and I've only got a minute left, so I don't even know what else I'm gonna say right now. I'm just gonna freestyle it. Um, oh, what was your favorite drag name? Can I do, I like to do audience participation. What was the favorite, just call it out. A compo, okay, so I led with a good one. Wait, and so I fucked it up. I was, gonna, I was gonna have everybody vote on the best drag name by applause, and then I'd be like, oh my God, I feel like I just want a pageant. Like the drag queens do. Okay, thank you. Hey, Will Brown, everybody. Hooray, hooray. They're 20 milligrams, so be careful. Yay! Woohoo! All 
right. There, THC, are those acronyms everybody understands? It has, it has THC, that's Thai hydrocannabinoidic whatever the fuck it is, hydrocannabidopidol. Your next comedian, he's probably on the tetrahydrocannabidopidol. <laughs> he likes, I don't know, I'm just cannabidopidus. Put your hands together for Luke Moore. <laughs> My name is Luke Moore. I'm horny. <laughs> I, uh, I I don't want to be here. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, you know, it's just like you get in the mood. Like you get hungry, for instance. You want to eat. You get hangry. That's where you're so hungry that you're angry. Or you're so angry that you're hungry. You know. And <laughs> you, you ever heard of horngry? That's where you're so, that's where you're everything. That's called, horngry, that's called bad mental health. Yeah. COVID slowed down my dating life. It's a good thing, because I was getting too horny. Too horny, so horny, my dick got sunburnt. So horny. I tried to hook up with a girl with the same last name with me. <laughs> so horny, I went to Panda Express like five days in a row. <laughs> okay, horngry. So horngry. Okay. Yeah, I did try to hook up with a girl who I shared a last name with. You know, more. You make excuses when you get that horny. You're like, oh, more. That's a common last name, you know. Mandy Moore, my first celebrity crush. Sarah Moore, you know, my cousin. You, know. <laughs> you make excuses, you know. Yeah. I told my friends, guys, I'm done with the crazies. You know, I just want to get married. I told my friends that. You know. And they're like, why would you want to get married? That means only one person for the rest of your life gets to slop on your knob. You know, like that's a bad thing, you know. I tell them, you know, what if, what if getting your knob slobbed on isn't the most important thing, you know? And what if I told you I don't have a knob? I have a handle, door handle, you know? Okay. <laughs> I want some holy matrimony, though. That's the only thing that could handle my door handle is holy matrimony. If it's holy guacamole, I don't want it. If it's holy macaroni, I don't want it. Not even holy macarena. I don't even want that. You know? I want holy matrimony. I want to get married. You know. I want to like contort my body into a heart shape and like propose to somebody. You know. It sounds painful. I don't know. That's what I want. You know, 2020, we're in the 20s. It's not all bad. Everyone's saying like, oh, it's going downhill. You know, end of the world. You know, it's not all bad, though. Like, you look around, no one plays the guitar anymore. There's no, <laughs> it's not bad, you know. You go to a park, no one's playing a guitar. And see, guitar dudes, they're extinct now, pretty much. Guitar dudes, like, used to, you had to worry about them stealing your girlfriend. So now you don't have to worry about that. You 
They're all old. Guitar dudes are all old. They're like, you know, like 311 has a 401k now. You know? Jimmy E. World ate the world, you know? And he has diabetes. So. Third eye blind. His other two eyes are blind. Now. You know, glaucoma, cataracts, you name it. He's, he was blind. I don't know, man. You know, it's 2020. We know a lot now. We know a whole lot. Like, there's a thing called trans people. Okay, and we know that. There's a thing called black people, you know. <laughs> and their lives matter, right? We know this, you know. We know this. Now, I've listened extensively to Rage Against the Machine. So I agree with a trans woman's right to rage against her peen. You know, I agree. And, I, okay, look, I know I'm a white piece of shit, okay? I know. I know I'm, a, I'm cis white scum. I've been called this on the Internet. Okay, I know these things. You know, I don't know. You know, I know I'm I'm a white guy. I'm not supposed to have white power, you know, but it's okay because I have white privilege, which is like way better. It feels great. And I also have a thing called white pleasure. Now a lot of people don't know about white pleasure, but let me tell you, it it feels great. It feels. White pleasure is like drinking a glass of milk. <laughs> it, mm, 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 it feels good. Mm. Behind closed doors, white pleasure, ooh. Boy, do we enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> and this glass of milk is not cow milk. It's goat milk, okay? So it's not for everybody. And if you don't like goat milk, eh, we can do oat milk, you know. Take the G off. Oh, yeah. Man, I got a weird family being white. I got, I got this uncle. He's really into bestiality and necrophilia. I know, it's like, pick one, you know. <laughs> but he's like, no, I like both, you know. And he, he goes on and on, you know, my Uncle Wayne. He's like, I like necrophilia and bestiality, uh, you know. And we're like, okay, Uncle Wayne, we get it, you know. You're beating off a dead horse now, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave you on this. I got one more uncle, my Uncle Ed. He's, uh, he's stuck in the 80s. You know, you know anyone like that stuck in the 80s, man? See, he's literally stuck in the 80s because he's a time traveler. And he went to the 80s, and his time machine broke there. And, you know, that's the last we saw of him. You know, we miss him. You know, I miss, miss my Uncle Ed. You know. Thank you. Luke Moore. Good night. Yay, Luke Moore. You did a solid seven minutes, just so you know. That was amazing. Yay. Have a cookie. Have a cookie. Have a cookie. Uh, yay. Uh, so there's like uh, David. David, did you want to go tonight? It's it, your, is your your name's not David. Did your 
Henry, I'm sorry, Henry, did you want to go tonight? Are you okay tonight? Okay. Oh, on Monday, the workshop. Cool. Okay. Uh, so we have one last comic and then me if I decide to do my jokes, but I'm going to do them at the opening of the next show anyway, so whatever, I don't have to. Um, but uh, I, I have new jokes too. But put your hands together, everybody. It's Pancake. Yay! I'm Serena, Allison, Ava, Daniel, Fiona, Kate, Lee, Oliver, Samantha, Susan, Tom. And this is Radio 11. Radio 11. Radio 11. Radio 11. This is Aqua Q. Q was in a pickle. No, it was a real pickle. Bread and butter type, the kind that's delicious. And so his problem remained. He see a doctor, but who would see him during the middle of a day? Like today? or any other day, no less, or more, or more and more etc. The sun was shining across the planet, if only Superman were around too, no no that didn't work. The first time, Niagara and the cola etc and the drop and catch, or so I remember a gas station. Boom. I wonder if the bots have that, or are saving it for some copyright reason to never actually show it to the people when they want to see it again. Hum. He began to hum. The tune was like a bubble, of sorts. Yeah, that was it. Binary and trees, and matrices and well. More reason to sort numbers is like a reason to waste a bit of time now to save spending for later. And so that was the reason we gathered up the machines for the final push. The bots had been idle, been mostly idle that is. They thought they were doing work. At least. We thought they were doing work because they were taking up power and humming melodies to the tune. Of millions in the data centers. Yes, the dark, cold rooms where only admins went to plug and unplug. Machinery from boxes and palace, and so forth and on and off, with a gas that would asphyxiate. A human against his will to work a full shift? Or as an execute to jades in the whole deal with? A soldering iron and a piece of loose metal. Hum. So the airwaves were alive in the center where Q found himself this afternoon. The cold and hot. Rows were mostly working, besides B6 which seemed to be wired backwards clues were left for the others in terms of blinking lights against the backdrop of graded iron real time was aisle 5 that's where the magic was supposed to be happening and by happening I mean the crypto buses were wired in pairs and one extra and a huge molten gas thing tray of fiber ran out and up the wall and through concrete in a plastic tray so as to not interrupt its light workings yellow blue orange well the DWDM gear was heavenly dark, as most expensive gear is, with but a single light to let you know the chips weren't overheating or anything. Blip. Blip. This went on for a while, tracing, and marveling at the job that had been rigged some 15 years prior. Oh. Was that 480 volts coming in? Nobody gets that anymore. I hope the transformer is hooked up solid. Coffee poured onto the floor from the next room millions of dollars in gear and a 25 coffee pot that was twice its mean time between failure age. It was sitting on a box, for some reason, and cups were messily dripping grounds into a trash that was never emptied. This was the admin's coffee. Wildest scene. And we wonder why the discs keep filling up. Moving them back and forth, and sharting. And copying. It was like NetApp went on holiday at its 30% marker gate. Or whatever that means. Ready for some dialogue. Again, AQ? 
networks in order? Or, out of order by refactor, as intended, right? I mean the job was to reorder the parts we didn't need so when we needed them we wouldn't need them, was that your plan? Or the several dozen people's plans after you rather? Oh yes. That's why. He didn't actually work there anymore. That figures why there were now 12 men running around in lab coats into the data center to reset the halon or whatever they use these days, and retract the soldering iron I left behind as a joke. It's no joke, Max was a mind reader. And his associate, Maxine. Yes, there was often confusion. Maxine was slim and Max was not. Maxine wore makeup, and Max was always making up for some job, or making his way out for lunch. Maxine, her slender hand extended to Q's reach for a sandwich off the cardboard tray. Oh I wasn't hungry anyway. What I am doing here again? To test this. She pointed. You left it here five years ago. And it's still humming. Just like you, it seems. Yes. He was humming, and gleaming at the sight of Project K. It was kind of a wonder he remembered it in all detail. Retail, derailed Mastiff Jodger and ought that it was. It's been beeping at us since 12 a.m. I think you got the message. We left your page wrong. Well, he hadn't gotten the page, per se, but you could hear that think five miles away, give or take. The eye it signaling it was tied into all over the city. Blip. Blip. ZZZKT. Yeah, that bit. You did get the page, right? I mean somebody did. We got a return txt, see you in 8 hours. Why 8? The contract said 4. Well, forget about the numbers, it's just a line item, you know, Q hadn't been paid for any of this, but was intrigued to see her holding up the access fob he'd buried in the wall before he left. It was dusty still and lit up when he went to grab it. The metal. Good job. It wouldn't work for us. We thought it might. Well that's fine, he grabbed it and stuffed it in his pocket, with a sandwich to not eat later. I thought you didn't like Max's sandwiches? No, it's not for him, that's why I took it Q laughed. Indeed. He'll be back in 47 minutes, if his burger adventure is on time. Are you? 47. Yes. I'm on time. I'll need that wire, no the one you're wearing. And, he grabbed her and recorder, and yes, that'll do for power. Be back in 12 minutes. Right save click, insert, bobblehead. Yes. It seemed to be working. Q was back in cabinet B6. The backwards one for a reason. So he could find it. Everything has to be so perfect, he mumbled. I mean I'm surprised. Well anyway. He jabbed the fob into the drive slot. After screwing around with the rails for a second and some more. Click. More. ZZZKZKZZKT. Stop. Quiet. Of sorts. All the spindles locked, and power from the top to the middle of the cabinet was down. Left only with the bottom machine A1, running on 1 yuan. A dedicated strand of fiber from the tray. Oh zero. Here we were. Well. Here I was. So what have you been up to? He plugged in a screen and clicked a few buttons. Dash. Music on hold came piped through the center speakers. It was. Started with a B. Not that. One. This. And this. He pressed a few keys. And blam. Oh. Well after all that. Marvel. Was the prompt. It was one of a dean, or rather the head end to the dean. Login cryo. Pass. Gazing. Dollar. 
cash money, and X windows began to swim into view, switching video modes like it was 1999. 1152 by 928. Wait. Okay, here we go. Pop pop pop, dizzle. It was loading bitmaps and changing the color palette to match them easily. 256 colors it had, or 216, or whatever was grayed out. It became apparent to Q that this box had finished its job three years ago. Ever since then its orative went a little nuts and started generating nudes of Terry Hatcher like in 3D stereoscopes and fractals, or some such nonsense. Wild. That must have been the Superman reference from before. He looked down at the fob, still plugged in, and its light had changed to red and began to warble. His arm was hot too, leftover chip and all, or so he imagined he remembered. There was no chip. Or was there? If there was it probably melted but... Oh. He raised his hand and the screen turned white. Wave wave. The screen flicked black and white to a cadence. Not Morse. Barcode maybe. Wave wave. Zero zero. Zero one? One zero. Zero zero one? Black. Well that's highly non-usable. Q outstretched his. And and the screen turned red and then black and then began drawing a wormhole wire mesh. Jesus. Okay tap tap. He typed in a few commands he remembered, and one that couldn't fail, or. So he joked to himself from five years, I go, dollar fail. All the boxes lit up again, and hard drives began to whir and spinning the fiber on each box lit. Up little blue LEDs he'd had custom installed with fans to make sure they worked when they were. Supposed to fail. Yep that failed in the right direction. He switched the screen to the network interface and watched all the interfaces come up and bond into three virtual interfaces, connected now worldwide fiber coming in from Europe, Asia, and the rest of the Americas. Oh Scotland joined this time. Crap. He mocked himself. There was a tap at the center door. Maxine was just popping in to see how you're popping on in. Reckoning? We're seeing data spikes on all ingress and power worldwide has hit past the 3% jump. You said wouldn't happen. Oh it's just for power up? No worries. He looked back. Fiber T87J5. That was just to throw Maxine off. Well did it? What? Throw me off, I'm still connected. She looked down at her device. We're all connected. Fantastic. Now what does it do? Oh. Don't tell me you're going to tell me, please don't you promised. You will promise me anything. Nor the company. That's why we don't pay you, or rather we paid you to forget about it. At least that's what you told us when you left, yes? Yes. He turned back to the screen, watched some multilingual messages appear, then disappear, then reappear in a slightly better font, and the characters began to rewrite themselves, a sort of mashup between Japanese and European languages, with some odd numbers and math figures beginning to appear. The language seemed alright, not aggressive, kind of forthcoming, and solid and flowy and almost understandable, from a visual perspective. I think that's a house, and a fish, and a... Oh. Omelot? Oh, ok. And some. Oh those were my equates. And... Those were... A relatives. And the how-to popped up. Oh fine. He shut the box and turned to Maxine. Read up. I've got to go, as he pushed his way past her and out to the street. His hand was burning now, I guess he'd sort that out. The outside was kind of dim, as expected. And there was just some cloud cover, or was it? 
It was definitely darker than usual, but he looked up and saw it. Nobody seemed to notice, but a deep voice came through the sky and the message was clear as. Well night. Boot. Let's see if I remember this, again, he was the only one looking up, against all direction, funny as that was. He repeated the message. Zeus. Frame 1. Sky access, the voice boomed, only to him. He looked around. People were moving, but the sky had a sort of cloud cover now, and they were shaped like. Hum. What were they shaped like? Oh his face again. Cute. As if that's not a dead giveaway. I think people saw that he said to the sky. Secondary access the sky boomed. No wait. A second voice came in, and just hijacked the sky terminal and drew over a cloud. Damn. He glanced back at the cloud and changed it to orange. A kind of still orange. Out. It kind of hurt a bit. Moving on. The cloud followed him for a bit, and he looked up when he hit Market Street. There were stratus clouds but they were dead standstill, with a slight vibration, as if they wanted to move but couldn't. All the water just hung in the air like a VGA terminal. He thought back to the cabinet, and his hand. This went on for a while. People would come up and present themselves, then leave, and come and pass. And vote and hold court, etc., and it was not a fine time to be on market with the sun in full force, so he ducked into a corridor. As he stood there for a while, he turned to the right, and as he did, a port opened in a dozen. People walked past him, shouting out passwords and overrides, and commands to set interior passwords and more locks and non-overrides, and cash prizes, and all the wants, and none of the needs, but Uber was famous for a day. Magic buttons, etc. Rides to anywhere. Planes and trains, it was all Uber, and they were trying to take over the world through his portal. Jeez. This was expensive. It went on and on and was crazier and crazier. Uber had the deepest trunks, without end, and able to carry any weight, and any size for miles and miles. The trunks ran through the planet, and heavy heavy cars would travel virtually across all oceans and through the sky and the earth, and well. It was just too much, and damned greedy, and it wouldn't stop. A fellow walked up and let Q know that the oceans were not particularly pleased, as a giant pelican-like. Actually it was one of those. Started with an S. Damn this thing was huge, and it was flying past buildings, and as if it had come in straight from the sea. That's the kind of bird it was. It was uneasy and looked pretty darn unhappy about its weight and non-precision. He hoped it didn't crash into a building, as well. But couldn't help but direct it nearer to the glass to see. Okay. So this is how it's going to go, eh? A hand and no money and the portal that everybody has claimed access. And now cars speeding up and around the city for no apparent reason. People silently spinning Ubers and getting in and getting around, and out, and all silent greed, well. This was not the boot up as it was supposed to be. Day turned to night, and Q found himself standing near much the same spot, with completely different people who also had not much to. There was a robbery. That took some time. Q couldn't move, and the man was huge like some neo-ancient, and there was a girl, who rifled through his wallet and threw it aside. Q tried to get it back, but she got the one card he hadn't seen. I never did find out what card the hospital gave me. Was it ID? Was it money? The banks weren't open, but there were bunches of keypads around the block, and surely one of those boxes inside had a full dossier and some sort of escape plan, or something. A cab word by, man wide-eyed and smiling. 
No, not that one, too smiley and convenient Q said with his eyes. It's back to the platform. If it's going to be like this, well, we'll need to sort it out. Bubbles. Footnote, that's no joke. Whatever one says, does, feels, acts on, acts with, or otherwise hears one conversation in two ears, silently contracted for and two, who well, repeats from that boot up day. The secondary was found. He's a dick. He knows he's a dick. Maybe he overheard something, but it's all bollocked up now. Self-correct as we might, and do. The cash equations are running out, or did, are revived, rebooting, failing, reinitializing, forgetting we told it so, remembering, and so forth. And where is Hubert? Used cars these days. Too much promise, they told themselves. They said I'd do it for them, but it was rigging that rigged the slices out of oranges and threw them on the ground. For people to crave an. What was it? Two grams of citrus? Well juice was. Out. Brainstem went out again. Jiggle. The memories are just there. But that's where it began. More or less and less is more. The clouds come and go and aren't orange any longer, nor as clear a raster image as that day, standing so close to Civic Center. As ought it to be, a license floating past as if to say we found you. Yep. THT's me. And the old old address. But anyway. Q is, well still attempting the reboot, remotely. Or perhaps it needs less and more again. The fiber is still lit. That box is still writing language and messages. Power is. Well. Where did the power spike get to? Vaccine was months away now, and probably confused as well. Anybody would be. Ring. Blip. Bleep. Cloud 9, eh? Her voice hit signal on a bit of horizon. I see you found me. Yes it's still working. It always worked. We just wanted you to find it. Because you wanted to, remember? It wasn't a sad day. We drove you crazy because you drove us crazy. We wanted the sky, so we gave it to you, to give to us. Because we knew you would. You're just that kind of guy. You do that every time, you know? You don't even know, which is the very caring part about us, I mean you, that we love about ourselves, part time now at least. Do you even know what happened that day? Of course you do, you were there. But what happened to the computer? It was vaporized. That is. It melted but it's still powered on. Nobody can get into that room anymore. And all the power and fiber is still kinda. Well. Doing something because the world is still spinning, and so we don't think about it. Except when we do, and when we do the signal comes through, so we further know it is still working, or that has never worked, or, you know. But yeah. It's the. Paradox. Not quite. Or quiet but but yeah, I do know, the meantime of all of that. Yes, and oh here we go, scream templess fit. Somebody's tapping in. I've got to go answer another. Q grinned inside and began walking again. Okay, so it wasn't perfect, but nature still works, that's okay. Oh but the perpetual everything. Yes that was a thing. Who would muck that up for Uber's sake? Well. They didn't know. Or I didn't. Or something they tried to tell me but I didn't listen because I was talking kind of thing, as per well. In the sky dim just bit. Oh he remembered. No flight, no planets, no universe my ass he said to the sky and walked over to a pay phone. This thing still works, and he punched in the two dimes somebody had given him and dialed the operator plus 31 he said. Amsterdam I've got to call out and make a trip. Get my coat. Yes mister.
By the time I get to Phoenix, she'll be rising. She'll find the note I left hanging on her door. She'll laugh when she reads the part that says I'm leaving. Cause I've left that girl so many times before By the time I make Albuquerque She'll be working She'll probably stop at lunch And give me a call But she'll just hear that phone keep on ringing off the wall. That's all. By the time I make Oklahoma, she'll be sleeping. She'll turn softly, call my name out low, and she'll cry just to think I'd really leave her, 
time and time I've tried to tell her so She just didn't know I would really go This is an old Temptations number which we hope you know and love. Oh, 
I've done got right. What I hate about lying in track, these old bars about to break my back. Oh, boys, can't you lie on jack like Oh, boy, can't you lie on the track? Oh, boy, can't you lie on See a weed go lying in track. Man and the baby lying in the shade, talking about the money that I ain't made. Singing, oh boy, can't you lie? Jack a like, oh boys, can't you lie in the track? Oh boy, can't you lie on um, Cielo Weed go lying in the track? Moses stood on the Red Sea show, smoking that water with the two by four. Singing, oh boy, can't you lie on um, Jack a like, oh boys, can't you lie in the track? Oh boy, can't you lie on um, Sierra Weeds go lining track. If I could, I surely would stand on the rock. And Are you Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius? So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! <laughs> I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento. At and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st and Florida, 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy, socially distanced in the street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas Cafe SF. 20th in Alabama for Titans of Comedy every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Hey, keep supporting local businesses and comedy here in San Francisco with your friends at Mutiny Radio. (laughs) 